Hi, welcome to the Higher Ed Huddle, hot off the press podcast, where we bring you the latest higher ed news and stories twice monthly. I'm Joe Trano and joined by my co-host, Chase Good. We are with Barry Dunn's Higher Education Management and IT Consulting Team. Chase, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good, uh, good to have you again. Um, on today's podcast, we'll share the news around chatbots, investments, and emerging technology vendors in higher ed. Um, so let's, let's dig right into it. What are you seeing around these topics? Yeah, Joe. So, so jumping right into it, um, Inside Higher Ed recently published a study on how community colleges are beginning to use chatbots to boost students' learning experiences. Uh, the study focused on Georgia State's research into how community colleges have begun to use personalized text messages from AI-powered chatbots um, and that were shown to increase the likelihood of students completing tasks that were critical to uh, remaining enrolled in the university. So the study included 11,000 students attending Perimeter College in Georgia, and the results indicated that those messages sent from chatbots resulted in a 16% increase in early course registration and a 13% increase in meetings between students and academic advisors to correct unpaid student balances. These results have indicated that students who received the text messages about unpaid balances were about 36% less likely than their peers to be dropped um, from enrollment just because of their outstanding debts. And it really kind of begs the question of, you know, how else can, can we, can, or how else will we see, you know, AI driven, you know, learning developments kind of help students and, you know, foster engagement and, and really drive some retention. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, uh, great story. And I am, you know, certainly a, a recipient of these type of notifications. Um, you know, I'm, completing uh, a doctorate program and and certainly the the level of engagement through these type of uh, technologies is very relevant at the institution that I attend and I'm a big believer um, in you know increasing the level of engagement for a student will certainly impact retention and, and eventually graduation rates and I'm really happy to see that and I, I know that this this technology has come a long way for sure. Uh, can't wait to see more, more stories about how AI is really shaping higher ed. Yeah, I'm still waiting on a chatbot to come out to actually help me with my homework or, you know, connect me <laughs> with a tutor or something like that somewhere that, you know, it'll just pop up the answer right away. But, you know, may, we may be a little bit of a uh, little bit of ways from that. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. Um, I, I don't know. If email is still, you know, a tool that that is highly used, I, I know that institutions use email as the primary communication method for students. But as you know, students these days, um, they prefer to be communicated with uh, texts um, and apps on their phones versus email. So I, I can see the AI um, really becoming uh, popular with students and, and really increasing the level of engagement. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of opportunities to continue using those kind of solutions. But 
Getting into some other news. So Intel recently announced a $50 million investment into higher education institutions in Ohio. So this is primarily driven by Intel's announcement that they're going to build two semiconductor factories. They announced this back in January. And both of those semiconductor factories are going to be worth over $20 billion by the time they're constructed. So this $50 million that they're investing in Ohio um, is going primarily towards um, you know, student experimental opportunities and semiconductor research, curriculum development, and even factory training uh, for students. And so they're really trying to target you know, graduates from Ohio universities to kind of fill those 3,000 jobs that are going to be needed at the semiconductor plants. And additionally, Intel has also uh, pledged another $50 million, uh, in nationwide grants in partnership with the National Science Foundation to really you know, drive student learning you know, into some of those more uh, niche areas in technology that a lot of institutions may not offer you know, currently. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting news item. And I, as we know, it's been in the news a lot lately is there's a huge semi semiconductor shortage and um, semiconductor companies are trying to catch up. And one of the ways to do that is really to increase output. Um, I know out here in Phoenix, there's a semiconductor company, the name escapes me, but they're building a uh, a factory uh, just north of uh, north of the city of Phoenix, and um, it's huge, and it's going to bring a lot of jobs to the valley. Um, and I I imagine that's occurring across the U.S. And this story here certainly is uh, showcasing the uh, the investment in um, in developing, uh, I guess curriculum around training students to be able to work at these factories going forward. And I, I think that's wonderful to see. Yes. And to your point, Joe, you know, I really would expect a lot of other, um, you know, companies to follow suit with this uh, kind of pursuit of building out curriculum to really help students, you know, enter those job markets more effectively, you know, thinking about, you know, major companies like Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, you know, all of them have, you know, made investments into higher education and specifically their product offerings for higher ed, but actually, you know, investing in the curriculum and the research opportunities for students that can position them to, you know, really enter those jobs and, and be successful, um, you know, I think is something that we're going to continue seeing. Yeah, I, I like I like it a lot, and I'm I I think we're going to see more of this where employers um, really spend um, an heavy investment in developing good relationships with institutions, really to help um, tool retool not retool, but I would say really prepare students for these t- these new careers, um, and I think it's it's wonderful to see. Absolutely. And, and, you know, thinking about a little bit of a smaller scale, but there's also been some emerging um, technology vendors in higher education. So there were there was a handful that I I ran across. um, But the first one that I wanted to talk about was Handshake. So Handshake has become, you know, a a common household name among among many uh, higher education institutions. And according to Bloomberg, the career advancement and job placement tool has raised more than two hundred and eighty million dollars in the past few years. And propelled its valuation from 1.5 billion to more than 3 billion over that same time frame. So as we're we've seen, you know, in our own work, Handshake is becoming, you know, increasingly popular and they, you know, certainly offer a wide suite of products. Um, 
and, and you know, I think that th- that vendor could, you know, be positioned to continue growing in the future. Um, another, you know, emerging vendor or emerging tech vendor is uh, Teradata. So Teradata is specifically focused on uh, learning experiences for students who are participating in study abroad programs. So, of course, with the pandemic, you know, there was a, a pause on study abroad programs across the world, you know, as student, you know, travel restrictions and, and things of that nature. Um, but in the past few years, you know, we've seen a, a resurgence in those programs and, and those course offerings. So that's that's kind of led institutions to, you know, look for technology to optimize that experience. And, you know, Teradata is a, is a key example of that with, um, you know, they, they've had, you know, 25% year over year growth uh, since 2021. And then finally, uh, a new tech vendor that's, you know, popped on the scene is Ingali. So Ingali is one of the few technology providers that's, um, you know, beginning to compete with Zoom in, in terms of offering a video platform for students and teachers to engage with one another. They've raised $47 million in funding during 2021, and they're designed by the creators of Coursera. It's it's interesting, you know, getting into some of the features that Ingali offers. Um, so they're a web-based platform, and, and students don't have to download an application in order to use the tool. And they've also added some additional features to accommodate for students with slower internet speeds so they compress videos automatically. Um, and, and they've also kind of focused on, you know, building some of those metrics for for measuring um, student engagement with the course, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, students can really get the most out of those hybrid learning experiences. And, you know, I think it really is good to see that, you know, another, you know, provider of a tool is, is seeking to optimize for higher education, specifically thinking about those remote, remote uh, learning environments, because, you know, those are certainly here to stay. And I think that, you know, there's definitely some opportunities for improvement. Interesting. It's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in, in this space. Uh, Zoom is, I think, probably at the top as far as uh, um, tool vendors, and um, there there'll be others chomping at the bit to get up there. And so it'll be interesting to see how they how they position their their tool to be. Um, better than Zoom, or at least, uh, you know, attempt to provide some additional features or functionality that maybe Zoom doesn't provide right now. But Zoom is a pretty uh, powerful platform, as we uh, as we all know, and we use that tool quite a bit. So, very interesting news uh, for uh, for this segment. And uh, I think we we talked about uh, offline. We talked about unpacking the Educause. A horizon report. So I'm looking forward to our conversation in two weeks. So um, Chase, thank you uh, for bringing these uh, these news stories uh, to light to today. So appreciate it. Look oh. forward to talking to you in two weeks. Likewise, Joe. It's great to have our conversation today. Yeah, thanks. Um, for our listeners, if you wish to read more about these news items, please refer to our show notes for links to these stories. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google. Check back in two weeks for more higher ed news and stories with Chase and I. Until then, stay well. Stay well.